You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Viking Star, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a live edition of Feedback Friday here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Happy, at least, uh, entrance into the 4th of July weekend here. We've got you guys covered every single day this weekend. We've got some more historical pie charts lined up. Some sort of therapy sessions that we, I guess, thought were going to be therapy sessions. They turned out to just be, like, triggered raging about <laughs> some some Vikings games uh, gone awry in the past. But, um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us here on this Feedback Friday. We go live around just a little bit after 10 o'clock every Friday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And then live on the Score North YouTube channel just a little bit after 11 o'clock. And this show is presented by our friends over at TCL. They have award-winning TVs for any budget, any space. Got two of them in the Mackey uh, household, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. Are you guys ready for a little Vikings feedback here? We love these shows, man. Now we got the comments mixed in here on the Mm -hmm. screen, too, in addition. I'm being mocked in in the comments. Yeah. I'm oh, being mocked. No. Some, somebody e- immediately said, Judd, you are muted, which was not true. I immediately looked, and I was just being trolled. You were ruffling your, your newspaper during the count. I saw the <laughs> I, yeah, I, I could paper tell right the, the, My the paper was being there. ruffled. And uh, We should do a ranking of like the things paper. Judd does to make noise at the beginning of recordings. I was singing along ranking. to the theme song, too. So singing, singing along, I would say a creaky chair is creaky another chair. one that happens. Um, yeah. Little, yeah, a little humming. Well, that's that's you know singing, right? Yeah, but, I yeah. think that goes in the singing. Bag. But I didn't yeah, start. Okay. But I was just being trolled, and I was led to believe I was muted, and it wasn't true. Or the uh, <laughs> my classic is the Judd the the sip the. Mm. Yep. Oh, I love a good one. <laughs> mm. It's the one. morning Joe. Yeah. I don't know how my morning coffee is not sponsored. It's I, the, morning it's the morning Joe. Morning Judd. Morning Joe. Caffeine fueled. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get you a morning a morning Judd. Would you guys buy morning Judd coffee if 100%. we if we if we started like just Brewing selling like morning Judd coffee beans? Purple daily morning Judd coffee. <laughs> so, all right, let's start with Feedback Friday here. You guys can always hit us up. We stockpile throughout the week your comments, your questions, concerns, critiques, whatever it may be, and uh, we try to get to as many as we can. You can also hit us up throughout the show here in the comment section on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So this is from Thomas Chambers. It's a little lengthy, so I'll try to get through it here. But it's kind of about what he views as a worst-case scenario. I don't know that I would view this as a bad thing, but this is how I think sometimes as Vikings fans, it's easy to kind of twist logic into a pretzel, right? But So Thomas says, first off, love the show. Watch you guys almost every day during work. Discovered you guys following the uh, win over the Colts last year. It's By the way, it's kind of fun. We like to hear... Because Judd and I have been doing a radio show or a podcast together for almost a decade. And there are some, like Justin in Rochester was on Write That Down this week. And he, 
I mean, he used to listen to you do videos at like Star Tribune and me doing radio on a different radio station. So it's kind of fun to hear when people jumped on board. Did you find us after the Colts game? Did you find us like five years ago when we were on the radio? About us? Like, hey, these guys are new. Never heard of them before, which <laughs> yeah. is a possibility. Who are these idiots? Mm-hmm. So uh, he says, I want to talk about a worst case scenario for the Vikings this year, which would be. Kirk Cousins goes off this season and carries the team to the NFC Championship game, and then they lose. Why would this be so bad? Because if Cousins goes off this year, there's no way the team will be able to re-sign him to run it back next year. They already owe him 28 and a half in dead cat money. If he plays well enough to get us that far, I guarantee some team will give him like a three-year deal for $40-plus million a year. You got Jefferson and Derrissaw coming up for extensions. The Vikings won't be able to afford a competitive deal if Cousins hits the market after playing really, really well, right? Yep. So even though Cousins says he loves Minnesota, we all know he isn't going to turn down another $80-plus million guaranteed contract. We'd be stuck with an end-of-the-first-round pick, and we'd be too far away to trade up for one of the top quarterbacks. So, I mean, okay, but, like, if Kirk Cousins plays the best year of his career— and the Vikings go to the NFC Championship game. I don't think that's bad. Like it's bad in that they didn't win the Super Bowl, and that's the ultimate goal around here, right? But I don't. I don't know that that would be a crushing thing. I don't know if I agree with Thomas's logic here. It's an interesting thought, though, because I, I get where he is coming from, and there does become a price point where probably just you know, and I, I know the cap in this league is pretty damn big, but still, from a Jefferson standpoint, and the guys they're going to have to extend, so. I get the point, but I also think that if you were to tell the Vikings right now, like if you were to tell Kevin O'Connell that this current incarnation is going to, including Kirk, of course, is going to get you to the uh, conference championship game, he's not going to say, "Oh no." So, oh, like again, well, then what are we going to do is, after? Okay. So, 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 just to be just to be extremely clear here. In fact, this is a great example from Sports Dad here. This is a champagne problem. There you go. This again. is a problem. You can't lose on this one. Okay. So if you go, so I would prefer, I'm not going to turn down a trip to a conference championship game because quite frankly, that also means the Kirk Cousins in a playoff environment has now done something he has never done before. So I see the point and it's sort of a very intriguing point, but I'm also not going to turn down a season in which you are hypothetically going to the conference championship game. But there's also another thing on the contract. So Derrissaw and Jefferson, you could actually wait for the real big money to hit the books until 2024 into like 2025 for Derrissaw. So, and and you can, you can always structure cousins contract. Listen to us right now. Now we're trying to figure out how do you keep him right? But if, but let's just, let's explore the premise here. Let's entertain the premise. If he goes off and he throws for 5,000 yards, and 40 touchdowns. It's the second year in the system. He's got Jordan Addison as another weapon. It's just like crazy career season for Kirk. And you said, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Let's do a three-year contract. That $28.5 million in sort of dead money that you've kicked the can down the road on, you just kind of lump it all in, uh, in addition to like the $125 million and $80 million guaranteed, and you smooth it out with more void years. You just, like, you would just keep doing what you've been doing with him, which is, Pay him market value, spread it out with some void years, and kick the can down the road and sort of worry about it in two years, right? Like, there would be ways for Rob Brzezinski and Kwesi to make that happen. 
So I don't, I think if you decide that he is so good and still in such great shape in his mid thirties that man, you got to bring this guy back. You can find a way to do it. Does it make it a little harder in a couple years when he's making 40 and Jefferson's making 35 and Derrissaw's making 25 and Hawkinson's making 18? Like, right. You better be drafting well and hitting on some fourth and fifth round picks that can rise up. But you do it. You have like your cornerbacks don't make any money right now outside of Byron Murphy, and he doesn't really make top money. So it is it is a champagne problem. We finally agree on it's a good problem. A to champagne have. problem here. And you know what? For once, if you make the conference title game. How about this? And I know it's going to sound really, really weird. You win it. Yeah. How about for once you win the damn thing and go yeah. to a Super Bowl? I don't think any Vikings fan could be upset if you told them, hey, there's a guarantee you're making it to the NFC title game, no matter what the contract situation is with Kirk or the future. You take that every single time. Why wouldn't you? No, yeah. If someone said conference championship game and then like the result is unknown, I'd rather have that than like, he, he's saying you get to the conference championship right, game and suffer so another devastating defeat. Right. Is, it, is it worth it? You know, got to give yourself a chip and a chair, though, in the National Football League. <laughs> got it. But uh, LOH says, or what is this? IOH says, I have a feeling this is our year. You could probably say that for about 45 of the Vikings' 60-some-odd historical seasons. Eventually, All right. he'll be right. He will be right eventually. Victorious Washington chimes in. I've been a faithful listener of Score North for the past year and a half. Also, as a Vikings fan since the early 2000s, I've been consuming Purple Daily on YouTube. Thank you, Victorious Washington. Genuinely grateful for the work you guys do. Um, Keyshawn Johnson recently made waves with his omission of Justin Jefferson from his top five wide receiver list. I feel this is part of an ongoing trend of us never getting the respect we feel we deserve, which is reasonable. But when does it get to be unreasonable? I saw that too. Was it just a mistake? I, God, I hope so. It was pretty egregious. Do you guys think that Keyshawn and and look? I mean this this is a a gross um, omission. So I'm not trying to defend him. But you guys think he really pays attention a lot? Like among like the no hard I like I think he just just asked to put a, a list. And my guess is he takes five guys and doesn't like. Like, if we do a list like that, or like, are we leaving somebody out, you know, go back and look, go back and look at the stats and the metrics. I think Keyshawn just lists five guys. I don't think he pays attention. Yeah. yeah I, the... His radio show in the morning, by the way, just got nuked. It'll happen sometime in the next, like, month. And who's going to be on that show now? Do we know? Maybe the three of us. Yeah. I'm not. Maybe they could they just simulcast like, no. Purple Daily? Well, that that would be one thing. The simulcast. We're, we're, that yeah. show would be hell. Talk about the Lakers, the Knicks. Don't don't <laughs> talk about baseball and the and, Jets, the Jets yeah, and the Mets. The Jets, yeah, exactly. And the Lakers sometimes, but more more like the Knicks and the Jets and the East Coast yeah. teams. Oh, thank you. Yeah, his top five wide receivers were Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown. Those were his top five guys from one. That has to be a, just a mistake. Yeah, or he's trying to get cute and tricky years. Whatever. I will, on the respect thing, I will say this. Because I do hear this from a lot of Vikings fans. They're like, no one, no one respects the Vikings. At this point, the Vikings need to go and grab respect. Go earn respect. When you, when you finish with 13 wins but get outscored and then bounced in the first round of the playoffs, why would anyone respect you? So I, I've never, like, been a Vikings deserve. I'm going to, you know, put my face paint on and yell right. to the clouds, like, the Vikings deserve respect. The Vikings, we saw those lists of, like, the Vikings have won, I think, the third or fourth most division championships in NFL history. 
every other team in the top 10 or 12 has won a Super Bowl or like five Super Bowls or four Super Bowls, and they have none. So like at, at this point, they need to go earn respect. So I don't get too worked up about stuff like this. I don't know about you guys. Jefferson gets it. So so like th- this is a rare slight, actually. Like he gets a ton of, of respect. So I don't think when it comes yeah. to Jefferson, that's a problem. As a team, you're exactly right. Like if you're like the Vikings d- deserve more respect, okay, then you know what? Win playoff games because that's how you get it. Yep. It's not regular season, it's playoffs. Alec Higley, how much time do you think KOC and Quasey are going to get? Like, what's God. their what's their runway? Well, Quasey's a, Quasey's a four year contract, and he's one year in, which was an interestingly short term deal. But, um, I think it's pretty long. Like the Wolves are are patient; they're not pull ad checked out, so they're definitely a different breed. But they're pretty damn patient. I mean, Rick Spielman was hired to be the guy who was Childress's right-handed man in May of 2006. Was promoted to GM after an atrocious year um, in, what, 2011 or so? And then stayed around till a couple of years ago. So I think that it's a pretty long leash. I, Zim got, got one. I, the 2018 debacle, I think ordinarily, and we talked about this at the time, Phil, would have put a guy like Zim on the hot seat in 19. Uh, they go back to the playoffs, and then he's got two bad years. So I, I think that the leash here for both Kevin and Quasi is pretty long. It's all um, depending on the certain situations, because I, I, I could see a, a scenario where KOC remains and Quasi is let go. Like, what if the, what if these draft picks continue to miss here? Like, what if uh, Lewis Seen is a bust? What if Jordan Addison isn't up to speed? What if all these guys that they've drafted, if he accumulates enough resume there, if those guys don't are if those guys aren't up to par, but KOC's winning eight to ten games and still milking a, a good top five relevant offense, I could actually see a situation where that plays out. But I think in general they're going to get a, a solid four to five years, like most regimes. Yeah, right now if you if you just pulled the fans, like the outside opinion, I think KOC's approval rating is higher than Quasi's. But internally, they might have a different thought or a viewpoint on that. But you're right. Like, if, if Scene turns out to be a bust, and I hate to put this out there because he hasn't played a game yet. He also hasn't practiced yet. If Jordan Addison's a bust, then it's like, oh, okay. So, but, but yeah, like, on the Zimmer point real quick, like Zimmer got a long runway. He had mm-hmm. an eight-year runway. He also, his worst season was seven wins. Mm-hmm. So, if you're constantly in the hunt and your train wreck seasons are still seven-win seasons and you're kind of fighting – and you're scrapping. Now, if, if all of a sudden they dip and they win five games, now you have to take a look and say, okay, why is that happening, and how quickly can we bounce back? Because the Wills do not want a four- and five-win dumpster fire on their hands ever, right? Right, right. But they, they are, are big fans of continuity if they can get that. And I will say from the Wills to the person who has season tickets in the top row of U.S. Bank Stadium, the defining thing here, quarterback. The defining thing of this regime, no question about it, is going to be, and, and it's not Kirk, but do they find that QB? You'll Quasi will be a lot, allowed a lot of swings and misses on draft picks if ultimately the quarterback works out. Yeah. Let's see here. Ryan Keel says, if Jordan Love is the worst quarterback in the NFL and the Packers get the number one pick and get Caleb Williams, do you think there is a hot take or is this an? Do you think it's a hot take that this could happen, or is it an actual possibility? I don't think I can take another Hall of Fame quarterback in Green Bay. 
I don't, I don't think Matt LaFleur, that roster is, it, there's a chance they could be a six win team, but I think you need to be like a two win team to yep. get Caleb Williams. Yep. I don't know if I see that. I think that there are what? There's a few teams that are going to actively tank. Like like the Bears set a very nice template for the modern day screw it. Like I, I think that you will see teams as the regular season approaches, those dumpster fire attempts like the Buccaneers. I think you, you will see them attempt to trade some productive players just to make sure that they don't win. So I don't think the Packers can luck their way into being a two or three win team and get that top pick. So I wouldn't be concerned about it. God, Sorry, it, would, it would just be a classic situation, though, of them having two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and maybe uh, they suffer catastrophic injuries, and they all of a sudden wind up with the number one pick, and here comes Caleb Williams for the next 20 years, the next uh, Green Bay Packer grade. So it would be hilarious. I, I, I saw that, too, from, from a listener That's when I said, like, oh, the Packers going to be bad this year. It's like, well, if they're really bad, you know they're going to get the number one pick. But, oh, crap, I also don't even want that to happen. Yeah. They're not, it's not, the Packers aren't going to get, I think you'd be, the, the worry here is that like Jordan Love becomes great, but I don't know. I feel like they might've moved off Rogers earlier because he was such a pain in the ass. It wasn't like he just became a pain in the ass. He was a pain in the ass two years ago too. Uh-huh. All right. Tim Hamill checking in here from the West coast purple daily operations of the leadership cabinet. Well, he said he's loving the historical pie charts this week. Uh, I have a question for you guys after watching the Minneapolis Miracle game. Is it more fun to root for an all-time offense like the 98 offense or an all-time defense? Which the 2017 defense wasn't an all-time defense, but it was the best defense in the league in 2017. Sure. So he said previously I would say offense every day, but seeing Drew Brees struggle, watching Kendrick's bar, Harry flying around, listening to how loud the crowd is on every defensive down. What, what do you guys get more out of, watching a top-end defense or a top-end offense? I love defense, and, and like, the the defense in the 70s was, you know, a huge part of why that team went to and unfortunately didn't win for Super Bowls. That being said, 98, nothing will beat that. Like, like it's coming from a guy that absolutely thinks – Good defense is fun to watch. There is nothing more fun to watch than a high-flying circus, Randy Moss-driven, ball-is-in-the-air, offensive aerial show. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, I, it, it's probably a little bit of a, a cliched answer, but I'm going to go with if you have the 98 offense. Like, that is why Vikings there, to, to go back to our discussions previously, a lot of Vikings fans were born from the fact, established from the fact of what? That offense. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, well, I really enjoyed the defense, too, or like 2017. Um, and and I, I would guess, now, Baltimore's run to the Super Bowl in the early 2000s certainly was principally because of that defense. But I don't know if you had a ton of Ravens fans who look back and say it was that defense that, like, the Super Bowl run might have, but I'm sorry, 98 was as special as it possibly gets. That Ravens team, if you're a fan of that Ravens team in 2000, can you really say, That's I know right. that you're happy that your team won the Super Bowl, but it was like watching a constipated football team every week. It's like, it was Dilfer. It's like, yeah, like you're def- it's like watching Wisconsin basketball, right? All right, congratulations. Your team got to the Sweet 16 again and snuck into the Final Four. But is this really fun to watch? You know, a bunch of farm boys running off screens and. Hey, they're from Prior Lake. What are you talking about? They're from Lake. I didn't say they're which. St- I didn't say which state they were farm boys. 
Uh, I, I think it, what was oh, so God. cool about the like peak Zimmer defense, because I've never really experienced a peak defense like that. Like, uh, you know, I remember the Williams wall and of course, Jared Allen, Ray Edwards, Everson Griff. Like there's been a lot of good pass rushes that even I've seen pre Zimmer. Mm-hmm. But when Zimmer's defense was on that field in 2017, and he also who set the, the third down record for a percentage on, on, on that defense too, it was a pretty crazy feeling to know like, Hey, they're not going to march down and score. Like that, that was a a pretty cool luxury to have because typically the Vikings are known for high flying offenses like ninety eight and whatnot. But when an, an opposing team was on the field, you're going to shut them down. That was yeah. a pretty rarity, rare feeling to have as a Vikings fan. Yeah, we have a few more here, but I think we should pause here for a random Viking of the week. We didn't do it yesterday because we uh, we we just did the historical pie chart, and so let's get to the random Viking of the week here. Uh, and this whole shebang today, Feedback Friday, random Viking week presented by our friends at Surly. With that before I die, glorious. Look at that. Wait for it. Wait for it. If you're watching this, you're not. We'll talk about it. But look at that beautiful beer. That lager. You prefer this mug, this ugly old mug, or do or would you prefer this in your mug? Let's say tonight, because Surly Brewing has perfected the art of being in the PD family. And yes, we've experienced pain. Yes, we've experienced trials. But you know what? We have one goal, and our friends with Surly are on board, and that is Before I Die. And it's such a big goal that Surly has brewed a beer specially for that, now available in 12 packs. In fact, I, I was in my liquor store last night, saw a, tw- saw a 12-er, 12-er of Before I Die. Training camp is not here yet, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get in shape for football season with some before I die. Let's go get on in there. If you haven't visited the tap room before it is, uh, I almost feel like you've got, you know, like your Mount Rushmore of Minnesota landscapes, right? You got like the mall of America, you know, Declan won't say this, but like the, the bridge in Duluth, you know, you got all these, oh I think God, the, I think the Duluth surly again, beer huh? hall is like in oh, that. It's great for sure. Outstanding. Uh, also uh, our friends at EcoFun provide some amazing, amazing fun toys. And uh, for the YouTube audience, we'll show you some of these. This is look at this drone footage of all these fun, amazing. You got you got electric bikes. You've got uh, all sorts of motorcycles. You've got golf carts, ATVs. So if you're just looking to get into something fun for these summer months, stop into EcoFun and tell them by the way that Purple Daily and or Mackie and Judd sent you two stores to shop at Forest Lake off I-35 north of Minneapolis St. Paul. And 35W South uh, in Burnsville off County 42. And I should mention, too, electric bikes right now are at least 10% off their retail prices and 50% off their dealer freight charges. You can save over $700 on higher-end Yamaha electric bikes. So get on in to EcoFun and snoop around EcoFunMotorsports.com, EcoFunMotorsports.com. And if you do, make sure you tell them that we sent you so we can, uh, we can show them the value of this amazing audience. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. 
All right, so random bike of the week. Hey, because we have YouTube comment section, uh-huh. I'm going to ask the two of you to unhide the comment section so you can't see the comments coming in. You mean in. To, to unhide to it, or it or hide it? Or to hide well, it. Well, no, Sorry, let's unhide it. it. Let's get some no, help. Unhide it. What do you want? You want to unhide it or hide it? Wanna, wanna, I want you guys to hide it because I don't want Is you this guys an open to book test? in your hand. Uh, All right, and I don't on. know if like if the audience there. gets it, should I pop it on the screen first, like, or should I let you guys? Wow, what do you want to do? Here? There's a very, there's a very good chance the audience will. But they can cheat. The audience can cheat. They can just Google stuff. That's true. Okay, well All then right. don't pop it on the screen. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. So, okay, okay. Right. I am now, I am now on the side of the screen that says, "Who is in my room?" So I'm okay. not cheating. Okay, sounds good. All right, let's do this here. So this... we get up to three incorrect guesses each. We should explain this. Up to three incorrect guesses each. Uh, Judd is a 54 to 27 to 8 lead on us. Declan with 27, me with 8. Losers out. So Declan is giving the clues this week. Last week, Judd correctly guessed Darius Raynaud. It's been about three and a half months since old Macadac has uh, has won here. Yeah, but so. you're on a hot streak on, on the on the ge- uh, generic random. Generic? General. Generic. I mean, it's not it's not the Vikings. The twins, it's Wolves. You know what? Are you saying it's Michael Kadire's being... generic? Well... Yeah, it's generic. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, here we go. All right. We got to go. This random Viking of the week only played in 53 NFL games. I guess only. He played in 53 NFL games. No, that's not very many. Yeah. It's not very many. This random Viking of the week was a day two draft pick. That's interesting. Like in what era? In, wasn't there wasn't there previously only two days of the draft? Yeah, uh, maybe okay. I'm just back in the day, it was Saturday Sunday. Okay. Can I ask that question? Is it day day two in the yeah, modern this, era of the draft? This was the modern era. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I think yeah. we know. All right, so he's thinking it's okay. So this guy was a bust. This is a disappointment. This player flamed out. Can I take a guess? Sure. Oh, can I ask you one more question? Did we have we said this player's name this week? I'm not going to answer that question. Is it Tyrell Johnson? Ding, 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 Let's ding, go, ding, 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 Oh, oh, this is a bunch of. Oh no! Somebody pop this for me! Oh, come I need, on! I need this. He's oh. back! Oh my God! He's back! Macadac in the house. Right Tyrell Johnson. Wow. Right <laughs> I'm sorry to spoil your clues like that, but yeah. wow, dude. Yeah, you uh. guys were doing pie charts, and actually you were naming kind of a lot of players, and I wrote down Tyrell Johnson. Um, I wanted to try to squeeze this in without trying to get, uh, like, giving it away too much, but you guys have a lot of tweets from 2011, 2010, <laughs> ripping Tyrell Johnson. Yeah, he was not a good player. He's a super nice guy. Super he, nice guy. He was the he was the Vikings' first pick in that draft because they did uh, not have a first round pick. Judd tweeted on August eighth, two thousand twelve. I like Harrison Smith's style. He won't be a passive safety like Tyrell Johnson yeah. was. <laughs> this guy likes to play football. Well, and that's mm. early. Like mm-hmm. that. See, that is sports dad like identifying someone who's special quickly. Mackie said on September 1st, 2011, Tyrell Johnson, your career started in 2008. Feel free to show up anytime. <laughs> wow, that's biting. 
December twentieth, two thousand nine. Mackey oh tweets: Medeo Williams and Tyrell Johnson really don't add much value to the Vikings' defense these days. Need to step up. There's accusations on the comments right now from Colton Smith of oh that I googled using Google. And do I you guys think I, Declan? Do you think I googled that one or no? No, you. Well, why don't you ask me? I can well. against you. I'd that like was, to. You know like what it. I did? I sniffed that play out like his successor, Harrison Smith, sniffed plays out. That's what happened right there. Oh, here we go. Here's a good one from Judd. One more on this Tyrell Johnson front. September 25th, 2011, Judd tweeted, The Vikings employed dime look for the third time today on third and six, and I have yet to see Tyrell Johnson on defense today. That's not a bad thing. Wow. God, <laughs> disrespect. What an ass I was back then. I'm glad I'm a much nicer guy now. People are saying that uh, I might I might have used Chat GPT. <laughs> Maybe not Google Phil. Chat GPT is much faster. <laughs> So uh, the last one I got correct was back in, like, early March, Dwayne Rudd. And since then, you guys have each had one. Declan's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven correct. And Judd has had, like, eight correct. So I believe Tyrell, I believe Tyrell Johnson might have been a – I think he – so he was a day two pick. Was he a day two pick back in the days when it was – First round only on Saturday, and then the rest of the draft was Sunday. It was right on the edge. And then when, so, when I asked Declan that question and he paused, I kind of thought, feels like about 10, yeah, no, you 10 did a years good job. ago, I give you a lot change, of credit. Right? I give you a lot of credit. I'm disappointed. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm hurt. But I give you a lot of credit. So it was it was the 08 draft. Um, he was a second-round pick. Yeah, that's I mean, before. Yep, so 26, 27th. That's before Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, the marathon. So they did the first round and then they did all the rest the next Yeah, I want to say they did the first something. round on Saturday and then like two through seven on Sunday. Granted, the, okay. the Vikings had Adrian Peterson at the time, but the very next pick in the draft after Tyrell Johnson was Matt Forte of the Bears. Good career. Good solid. Jackson went in that career. Very solid Rice. career. Solid but career. the Vikings' f- first-round pick in that draft was essentially Jared Allen, so Correct. that was still a great. Yep. Yeah, though they maneuvered great. their assets correctly there. Let's do a few more feedbacks here. Steve G says, hello, Scornorth. I'm a bit surprised with the year two in the offense commentary. And you guys sort of glossing over the rather significant shift from 11 to 12 personnel. Steve, I don't think what? I don't think we've glossed over that. We have a guy, oh. Judd Zolget, who's been Football. oh no step by step through OTAs. I think we talked. I think we were hammering that before anyone else was. And it's not just 12 personnel. Oh, no, you, we you, we could see we could see some twenty two personnel, CJ Ham. We could <laughs> we could twenty one personnel. Obviously, you could see some twenty three personnel with two running backs. And I uh, just the, the the numbers that you hear when you hear like eleven or twelve or twenty three. The first number is the running backs. The second yep. number is the tight ends, and yep. then yep. it's math reduced from five for the wide receiver. So it's exactly. like. 11 personnel would be one running back, one tight end, and then there's three remaining to get up to five, which means three receivers. And I feel the, like and, we and hit he's, that first. We, oh, we've been, like and, we've been on that. And Steve talking about how – I'll just read the rest of this here. So um, year one was all about KOC going three wide receiver sets, the 11 personnel, which is a Ram-style offense, correct? And now he's doing a 180, and it's more of a Shanahan-esque, heavier with the extra running back, extra tight ends. Yes. In my opinion – it's KOC looking back and realizing his year one strategy was off a little bit. The self-reflection and major pivot in strategy shows very impressive leadership and something many coaches don't do well. 
I'm going to disagree a little bit with that. I think O'Connell, and and again, we have talked about this a lot. So, Steve, like, pay attention because we're on this. Like, nobody loves football like this show. Um, I think the difference is also this, though. And, and yes, th- this is not to, to take away anything from Kevin O'Connell, but he didn't have the personnel to do what he wants to do. Like, keep, keep in mind, they opened training camp 2022 with Hawkinson not here, and Oliver was obtained in March. So, like, if you want to say, well, you know, he he basically now has the personnel in place to do this. Like, that's a big part yeah. of the step. Yep, and, and I, but I also think the year one offensive strategy wasn't necessarily off last year. Uh, because, well, they were they were the best offense in the fourth quarter in the NFL. So maybe you could say it was off in that they, you know, they didn't they weren't consistent enough throughout the entire sixty minutes. The second quarter, third quarter, kind of lack. So we we can split hairs on that. But uh, Jacob Tobin says, I have a question for you guys. Which NFL team do you hate the most? I know this sounds like a weird question, but different generations of Vikings fans hate different teams. From my experience. Uh, I'm 22. The team I despise the most is the Saints. However, my oh, yeah. dad, who's in his 50s, hates the Bears. Love the show. Have a good weekend. Okay, so his dad hates the Bears because when his dad was a kid, the 80s and yeah, the Bears got good. Well, in, it's weird because if you go back and look, there was a period where the Packers and Bears both just sucked, but then the Bears popped up around the time that his dad was probably about 16 or so, and yeah, and so th- that makes perfect sense. And and that is a team that with that. Um, Buddy Ryan defense. Now that was a defense that kicked your ass. So, but I don't know, dude. I don't know that I have a team that I currently well, hate. I mean, obviously like Packers. I personally, I don't feel vitriol and hate toward a lot of other teams. I just yeah. But the, I would say in terms of like lately, I mean, the Packers are always going to be in that mix. But lately, I would say in terms of a non-division rival, I think of it more as like who's your rival? Like who are you sort of fixated on right now? And it's. I think the Eagles are probably pretty high on that list for yeah. what happened five years ago, and them like they hit the reset button and then got better than you quicker. Like they're kind of sure. sitting over there. Maybe the Giants for what they did in the playoffs last year. San Fran though. San Fran bounced you a few years ago. But I don't really hate a team, so I'm probably a bad guy to ask. I yeah, don't really, I don't really care for the Patriots. I, I, especially nowadays, too, all of a sudden, Mac Jones, the quarterback, and now I don't see as many Patriots fans, you know, flocking and moving all around. Kind of weird how that works out once you get off the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't really, yeah. I don't really appreciate that. You don't really that. care for them? No. You know no. who I don't really care for? The Cardinals. Not a big Arizona. fan. Yeah, upgrade your facilities. Why are you feeding fe- oh, yeah, well, players? Well, that's a different thing. Like, like the Texans. They'll fix the leak in your bathroom. I hate I don't the know. Texans. They're boring as hell. Like, the Texans, yeah, they the just Texans are suck. weird. They're weird. <laughs> And they got a bad name. I mean, they were the Houston Oilers, the perfect bleeping name with a logo. That the was Minneapolis awesome. Minnesotans. Yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, the Houston Texans. Yeah, the Wisconsin, that's a, I do hate them. The Wisconsin Green Bays. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It is weird. All right. That's all we got for uh, for this live Feedback Friday here on Purple sure. Daily. A shout out to our friends at Federated. So Federated has been around for over 100 years helping business owners maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources. It's like having a great offensive line for your business and uh, federated when it comes to like how they measure themselves, what are their pillars, equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And they apply those pillars, that corporate culture 
to their partnerships as well. And uh, you can find out if your business meshes with the businesses that they, the industries that they specialize in at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Yeah, keep sending us stuff throughout the week. Every single week, we get to as many as we can. And um, maybe we we might have to make, maybe we make a random Viking of the Week show up on Fridays once in a while. We well, might now have, that we you want, yeah, let's definitely just do that. I perform better in front of a live you audience. Two, yeah? yeah, exactly right. So, since you won in two clues, let's just do it on Fridays. <laughs> I think the crowd now. had Judd nervous. I think Judd was uh, you know, I, off his I don't game. think you changed from the comment section. That's what I think. I think I was on. Oh, you think you think a commenter think had that were, answer before I did? Is I that think what you the think? comment yeah. section. I think Tyrell Johnson jumped on himself our, and said, that's me. I only played in 53 games. I was a bust. I love our audience, but nobody was, nobody was, uh, I'm Bat Masterson here, man. Nobody was drawn quicker than me today. Oh, Bat Masterson, that's a throwback. Brad Childress once sang that theme song at the Combine. I'm sure that went over well. I'm not joking. No, it (laughs) went over with, as it went over like the fart in church that you would expect. No one knew what the hell he was talking about. Amazing. If you could, please click the subscribe button and the like button on this Purple Daily YouTube channel and video. And then on the audio side, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify has a a rating system too. It just helps us spread the word about this awesome community that you guys are helping us build every day here. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We're going to be live on the Scornorth YouTube channel here shortly after 11 o'clock a.m. Central Time. See you guys.